O oh God, the rock of our salvation, whose gifts can never fail, deepen the faith you have already bestowed, and let its power be seen in us, your servants. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. In the reading that follows, we hear the prophet Habakkuk lament God's seeming indifference to Israel's flight for survival against the Babylonians. The vision that Habakkuk writes down is that no matter what happens, the just in their faith shall live. A reading from the book of the prophet Habakkuk. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. And then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud person. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous person lives by their faith. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In today's passage from St. Paul's letter to Timothy, we're told that the spirit we've received in our baptisms is not a cowardly spirit, but a strong spirit of power, love, and self-control. This spirit guards and develops the faith and the love that are from Christ Jesus. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed then of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you've heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Listen to this reading. It comes from the gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and, and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave, 
who has just come in from plowing the fields or tending the sheep in the field. Come here at once and, and take your place at the table. Would you not rather say to the slave, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink. Later, you can eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you have been ordered to do, simply say, we are worthless servants. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. I hate limping with this World War I injury I have, but what, what can you say? I found out yesterday that I am, you're not going to believe this, I am the number one priest in the Diocese of Altoona, Johnstown. Oh, yeah. And the reason, the way I found that out... Um, we got the uh, ballots for the officers or, or in the priest senate. And they divided the group of priests, the roster of priests, into three different groups. And the first group was the oldest group of active priests. I'm in that group. <laughs> and then, when you look at that list of, in the first group, Amershack, the A. I'm alphabetically the first priest in the diocese. <laughs> I don't want to brag. And I don't want you to tell anybody else that what is said at 1015 Mass stays at 1015 Mass. When the disciples asked Jesus in today's gospel, Lord, give us more faith, increase our faith. I can't help but wondering why. Why were they asking for more faith? If you look at Luke's gospel in the verses just prior to this reading that we heard today, Jesus said, if someone, if you are a follower of mine and someone hurts you, you have to forgive them. And if they hurt you seven times and come to you and say, I'm sorry, I won't do it again, seven times, you have to forgive them every time. That's hard. That's not the way we're wired, is it? We have that expression, uh, burn me once, shame on you. Burn me twice, shame on me. The idea of unlimited forgiveness is, is so very hard for us. 
And how can we do that? What kind of faith do we have to possess that would enable us to forgive again and again and again, to live like Jesus lived, the one who forgave, the one who even forgave those who nailed him to a tree? When Jesus says that we can have faith the size of a teeny tiny mustard seed, what he's telling us is that faith has power when we allow that faith to take over our hearts. Faith in the heart has the ability to direct our lives. Faith in our hearts has the ability to take the gospel of Jesus seriously and live it in our lives. Faith in our hearts empowers us to live the life that Jesus lived. Authentically, really. There's a story about a little girl, sixth grader, who came to her mother and said, Mom, tell me, what's the difference between what's the difference between real and potential? No, actual and potential. What's the difference between actual and potential? Mom looks at her and says, Well, I'll tell you. Go to the members of our family with this proposal. What would they do if they found a million dollars? Would they try to give it back? Or would they keep it for themselves? You'll find the difference between actual and potential. So the little girl goes over to her brother and says, What would you do if you found a million bucks? Would you give it back? He looked at her and he says, you're so dumb. (laughs) If I found a million bucks, I'd be set for life. I'd be able to buy all the things I want to buy and then I could save the rest for the rest of my life. The little girl went to her older sister and asked the same question, what would you do? And the older sister said, you're so dumb. If that was a million bucks, it was probably from some sort of drug deal. I would keep it. I would go on an awesome shop till you draw shopping spree, and then I would keep the rest to take care of my future. And the little girl went to her dad and gave the same proposition. What would you do if you found a million bucks? And dad thought about it for a few minutes. And he said, well, you know, if I found a million bucks that was lost, it probably belonged to somebody who has lots and lots of money. They won't even miss it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd keep it. And, uh, yeah, I would, uh, 
remodel the house, do some repairs in the house, and then I would save some for your education, and, and uh, then the rest I would save for my retirement. The little girl went back to her mom, and her mom said, well, what'd you find out? And she told her the responses. And the mom says, you see, that's the difference between actual and potential. We have the potential to be an honest family. But actually, we are living with three conniving thieves. The amazing thing about mustard seed faith that is planted in our hearts, it's the kind of faith with which we can change the world. And the changes we make don't have to be mountainous, gigundo big changes. You know, we look at the world, we're concerned about the the lack of faith, things have changed in the church and, and there's a lot of empty seats at mass and well, what can I do about that? And maybe the mustard seed change that we make from the heart is we commit ourselves to praying every day, every day, every day. And if we're really concerned about the attendance at our parish mass, maybe we invite somebody to come to church with us. Mustard seed faith. Maybe we're concerned about the reality that we live in the world that seems so self-absorbed and so self-centered. What can we do about that? Could it be with mustard seed faith living in our hearts, what we can do about that is make a commitment to look after the needs of others before we look after our own needs. We live in a world that has been devastated by our, our, our lack of concern for the environment. That's so big, but what can we do about it? Maybe mustard seed faith alive in our hearts can move us to take shorter showers, shut off the lights when we're not using that room. Not a big change, but a change for the better. Apparently somebody who has a rough time with uh, climate change. <laughs> As we share the Eucharist today, we ask Lord Jesus to allow the mustard seed faith that can change our hearts and change our world 
to take root and grow in our hearts. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.